0: Hi gorgeous, this is episode number 128, you are listening to Heart Cells Podcast, I'm your host Christine Schlansky and I am super pumped you are here. It is Variety Friday and Variety Friday is, as M says, there is some variety, so I answer your questions, if you have any, please send them in to info at christineschlansky.com. And I'm happy to make a whole episode out of it if it applies to the topic of hard sales. I also share amazing resources with you on Variety Fridays, or I teach what I have learned in over a decade of high ticket sales over the phone, talking to general managers, owners of companies and really making sure that I serve them well and that I sold these products from my heart. This is also the place where I discovered how to connect my heart with my heart after my coaching training and how I managed to double and triple my sales numbers and become an even better performer by following my heart and by selling from my heart. So today you are in for a special treat I have the wonderful Ian Altman on the show today. I saw Ian live in his office in Maryland. We connected when I was there traveling in the US and I took the opportunity to have a Facebook live with him. On the Facebook live, we are talking about client ghosting. And maybe that sounds familiar. You had this wonderful, wonderful conversation. And then all of a sudden the client didn't book and he just doesn't come back to you. No matter what you do, if you message, if you email, if you try to call, your client is not to be seen anywhere. And we are covering this topic today, client ghosting with the wonderful Ian Altman. Ian has been a CEO for over two decades, and he started, sold, and grew his business service and technology companies from zero to over a billion dollars in value. He has spent years researching how customers make decisions, and he has a modern approach to sales and marketing, and is known for helping organizations around the world achieve explosive growth. And that's probably what we all want, right? We all want to grow our companies. So he is a leading authority and he is one of the 30 global gurus in sales, has co-authored the wonderful book, best-selling book, Same Side Selling, and has also a podcast that comes out weekly Same Side Selling podcast available on iTunes. So have fun tune into this amazing interview on client ghosting that we did as a Facebook live make sure you take some notes and also yeah let me know how it goes I'm so super excited you are tuning into this amazing Facebook live where I have the wonderful Ian Altman as my guest but actually I'm your guest today
1: I don't know. I feel like I'm your (laughs) guest. You're my guest. It's tough to know.
0: It's tough to know. So um, I'm here with Ian in his office, and we decided to hop on and do a quick Facebook Live for you because we had an amazing topic over lunch about client
1: ghosting. Indeed. So very (laughs) often what happens is people talk to a potential client, and they have this wonderful experience. They have this great dialogue, and then the potential client goes silent. They don't return phone calls. They don't respond to email messages. It's like they disappeared. You feel like somehow you maybe missed their funeral because they must have died. They must be a ghost now because they they act like you don't exist.
0: Yeah. If that has ever happened to you, I for sure know it has happened to me. Um, we have some tips and advice for you. So why, why do you think it happens in the first place?
1: Well, the, the easiest way to figure this out is first to think about when have you ever been contacted by somebody who you didn't really want to speak with and why did you decide not to get back to them and it's probably because they were either trying to sell you something and you didn't want to feel like you were being sold to or what they had might be interesting for somebody just not for you or wow it sounds great it just doesn't really fit the needs that you have right now it would be kind of like if a doctor came to you and said oh I'm gonna schedule you for tennis elbow surgery, but you don't have tennis elbow, so you wouldn't care about that. And if they kept calling and said, oh, let me give you a discount, I'll get you in early, it wouldn't matter because you don't have that condition. It's the same thing in sales. So if we're trying to sell people things that they don't need, if we're not thinking about their needs ahead of our own, then it's very easy for us to repel them away because they feel like we're just pushing our ideas on them and not addressing their unique needs.
0: Hmm. So, so do you think the main issue is that we are trying to sell something that the client
1: doesn't want? I think that what happens is people are guilty of what I call the premature, premature presentation. So you start off by trying to sell or pitch something instead of first trying to understand what that client is struggling with. And so the way we can fix that is by leading with the problems that we solve. It's something we talk about ad nauseum and same-side selling, But it's all about, if I understand what problems I solve, then instead of reaching out to someone saying, here's what I have to sell, instead you get to reach out and say, here are the problems that I solve. If you're facing one of those problems, we might be able to help. Mm. And if you're not facing one of those problems, we probably don't have much to talk about. And it means that as a seller, you need to be very well attuned to what problems you're good at solving for your clients.
0: Yeah, and you need to figure out that the client you're talking to actually has those
1: problems. Absolutely. So not only do they have those problems, but that they feel that the problem is worth solving. Because sometimes someone will say, oh, yeah, I have that problem. But zero to ten, it's only like a two for them. And now what happens is the salesperson is more passionate about solving the problem than the client is. When that happens, when the salesperson comes to the next meeting, bring your wallet, because you're going to have to pay for it because they won't. Instead, if we get the client to convince us, if we say, well, so you're having that problem, but is it a big enough problem to solve? Is that really worth taking the time for us to expend energy to try and come up with a solution, or is it just not a big deal? And all we're trying to do is get to the truth. Effective selling is not about persuasion or coercion. It's about giving me the truth as quickly as possible.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree. So what do you do when you ha- when you know your client has the issue, but it's only a 2 out of 10 or a 3 out of, out of 10?
1: Well, so, so part of what we can do is help them understand why it became a, a, a higher priority issue for other people, and then ask them if it's similarly an important issue for them. So I can say to them, listen, another client had that issue, and here's what they said it was really doing that cost them money, that was a major problem. But I, I don't suppose that the same thing for you. And they might say yes, and they might say no, but what you're trying to figure out is, is in fact that important? Now, if it turns out that they said it was important and they're still not getting back to you, then your follow-up instead of begging for business saying, hey, I'm just calling to check in. Wanna see if you made a decision yet, which is awful. You get to call up and say, when we spoke last time, you mentioned you had this problem. And looking at my notes, it sounded like it was a pretty important problem. I haven't heard back from you. Did you find another way to solve it? See, now your inquiry is about whether or not they solve their problem, not whether or not they're buying your stuff.
0: I like that. So what do you do when you actually were at the point where the client said they are interested, but they wanted to think about it, or they wanted to talk to their colleague about it, and then they go ghosting?
1: Well, if they ghost at that point, it's usually because they're just polite. So they don't want to say, well, gee, we do have that problem. We just don't think your solution is very good. So they usually don't say that. Instead, what they say is, oh, you know, I need some time to think about it. And there are a number of different tactics that people teach on how to deal with that, what I often say to them is, well, it sounds like either the problem isn't big enough to solve, or you're not 100% confident that our solution can help you solve it. Which, which one is it right now?
0: So you would point that out, right? You would oh, yeah. ask. Yeah, well, I know that lots of people, they think it, but they yeah. don't dare to ask that question. Well,
1: if, if you truly believe, much like you teach in, in, in Heart Cells, that we're really out there just to help other people. Then what we want to do is say, okay, well, if this isn't that big of a deal or if they don't think we have the best solution, do I want to find that out in six months or right now? And I think you're better off finding out right now. So sometimes it's asking that question that's uncomfortable, not just for the client, but for you. So you might say, look, it just sounds like your team isn't 100% on board with this. It sounds like you may not be comfortable that we're going to give you the results that you need am I missing something? And they might say, yeah, it's kind of it. Okay. What are the two or three things that you need to see to be comfortable that you would get a good outcome? I don't know that we can do those things, but I'd really like to know so I can determine whether or not we can help.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I hope you noticed how Ian is asking or the way he's asking, because that makes a difference, right? You're, You're opening a door instead of saying, well, I think you're not You don't like my solution. Right. So you're opening that door instead of, you know, pushing or repelling yourself back because, you know, you feel offended that your solution might not be the best or the client didn't get the point because that's your job.
1: Yeah. In fact, let me give you another subtlety to this. Oftentimes, as people who are sellers, we have what I call axis displacement disorder where we believe the axis of the earth has shifted and the world now revolves around us. So we think, well, they don't believe in our solution. The reality is they might say, you have a great solution. I don't know if my team can implement this. I don't know if my team can do the work required to get the results. So very often I will get clients who I work with and they'll say, well, you know, the, the thing is that we know how great this stuff works and we, we've talked to this client and that client and how they tripled their growth, but. I just don't know if I have the right people on the team. And, man, if we bring you in and we don't get results, it might look like we don't know what we're doing. And I'll say, you know what? One of the first things we can do is we can evaluate the team so we both have a good understanding of what you're dealing with. It's just about figuring out where those pitfalls might be. So oftentimes their apprehension may not be with your offering. Their apprehension might be with their ability to take advantage of your offering.
0: Yeah, so having an open conversation
1: is important. It's absolutely critical, and it's something that, like I said, you might be thinking it's going to make them uncomfortable, and the reality is you might be thinking that it makes you uncomfortable. But sometimes asking those polite but but tense questions can really help get everyone on the same side. So now you're not at odds with one another, but instead you're trying to solve this puzzle together.
0: Hmm, I love that together, Pete, that piece. And obviously, if you have not read yet Same Side Selling, I highly recommend it because you are just amazing in what you do, and I love that approach. That sales is not a numbers game; it's a puzzle, yeah. and you do it together, right? This changes the approach to just selling in the way that you feel like you have to manipulate the other person so they say yes to whatever you have to offer.
1: That's exactly it. It's it's not it's not about persuasion. It's not about coercion. All it is, is getting the truth. So those questions, they may seem a little bit uncomfortable. If you're okay with getting to the truth, there's nothing wrong with asking those questions. Now, if you're asking a question for the purpose of manipulating somebody, that's not okay. But if you're asking us to get to the truth between you and them, then it serves everybody's needs.
0: So one question on truth and authenticity. If I'm not really authentic, do you think I can go into those questions with
1: ease or would I just need to be authentic? you need to be authentic i always say that no one can sell anything for any amount more than they think it's worth and no one can sell something they don't believe in now Mm -hmm. it's not true because there are people who are unethical but thinking in your world in the heart sells side of the world and the same side selling side no one who would be following us is going to be somebody who's going to be comfortable selling something they don't believe in and so Mm -hmm. thinking about that context You have to believe it. So what you have to be asking yourself is, huh, is this problem worth solving for this customer? And is our solution going to help them? And are they positioned to take advantage of it? And if they are, then we're in a good place to help each other. And if not, then it's my job to help them find somebody who can solve that problem, or to find somebody who's got a problem we're good at solving.
0: Yeah, awesome. I always share that same approach. Like if you can't do it, give it to somebody else. Give them another resource, um, whatever you have, whoever you know, but don't don't take it on if you don't feel like you can get the best results for your client. Yep. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. You I bet. really like that. So if you have questions, if clients are ghosting on you, put it in the comments and we will be happy to answer them. Absolutely. Thank you so much. So long. Thanks for watching. Bye. I hope, Gorgeous, that this was really, really valuable information for you, that it You know, it's all about serving first. And, you know, Ian growing a company from zero to over a billion knows what he's talking about. Uh, Make sure you read his book, Same Side Selling, and you are tuning into his wonderful podcast, Same Side Selling, where he hosts a show once a week and really shares amazing, amazing value. The other episodes we did on Hard Sales Podcast, full episodes are episode number 93 and 94, where we talk about sales as a puzzle and same side selling. So hop on over to christineschlonsky.com, find the podcast tab and really connect with Ian. Have a listen to both of his wonderful episodes on hard sales. And yeah, also I want to share with you because it's so suitable for this week where we are having next week the wonderful Cloris Kylie coming out with influencer marketing that Ian is a big influencer. He is one of the 30 global gurus on sales, and I connected with him, and I nurtured that relationship. And, uh, you know, we kept in touch. We kept in touch. I had two beautiful interviews. I interviewed him for the Sales Mentality Makeover Masterclass as well. And long story short, I'm in the U.S., and I'm getting an invitation to come and visit. So I had the opportunity to spend several hours with Ian and his wonderful family, his wife and his dog, and we had a great time. And also, obviously, we talked business and we talked about success and what successful people do, which is a topic of this September episodes for sure. And we talked about client ghosting. So we got the idea and we hopped on to a Facebook Live, and now I'm sharing it with you. So you see, there's kind of a red thread going through this think about yourself, like, where do you have these wonderful relationships? Where are you connected with wonderful people that you don't nurture the relationship enough, that you need to say hello from time to time, um, because it makes you feel good. And, you know, it's always good to connect with people who are where you want to go, so that you know, their success energy kind of rubs off on you. So have a wonderful day wherever you are in the world. Make sure you are tuning in for next week's episode with Cloris Kylie, where we talk about influencer marketing, a very interesting topic. And yeah, have a wonderful, wonderful day wherever you are in this world. And I'm saying bye for now.